Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the long-awaited episode four. Four? Yeah, four of volume two of For the Lore Plays Dungeons and Dragons. It's been quite a while since our last session due to holidays and sickness and other assorted fun things. So I have two very important questions for our players. First of all, does everybody remember how to play the game? I remember that part only as in so much as I knew before. Don't expect that I have learned anything since. I yeah. say some. I Same. say something incredibly inane, and I make Roger spit whatever he's drinking out of his nose. Got it. I roll a, a collection of one d ten of d tens, and then add my attribute and my ability, and then above a six, right? That's the right I'll take, system. I'll take all of Marty's XP now. That'll be fine. Well, he has zero, so congratulations. <laughs> and the second and somewhat more important question. Does anybody remember what we were doing last time we played? Yep. We were, my character had a dream in which the tree that was over the cobalt right. uh, got up and walked away. My character was very, very upset by this, but then decided that he had a quest given to him by nature. And so I convinced the group to follow me into the forest after the path of the tree in which we were able to track a tree through the forest, which was really, really odd. Uh, and then we had just bedded down in a clearing for the night because it was getting dark and we couldn't go any further. And I was on first watch. Correct. You tell Allie I remembered that shit, because apparently she <laughs> thinks I don't remember yesterday. All right. Well, that's a fantastic recap. And yes, uh, Tallulah, you were on first watch, but that's not really important to us. Who took last watch? It would be me. I have to in order for, well... Last watch leading into dawn tends to be the druidish thing that I seem to be as like, that's when I commune with nature the best. Thank you. Right. And that actually makes perfect sense and is very fitting. So uh, what are you doing while you're uh, watching slash rooting around in the dirt? I'm actually pretty vigilant about it. So uh, most of it is me just trying to train Kevin um, when I'm, you know, in between like, you know, going from point to point and doing all my checks. So it's, you know, me, me talking to Kevin and going, okay, well, this is, this is, we, we watch, we make sure there's no danger. And, and then if there's danger, we run and we wake everybody up. And I'm totally talking to Kevin as if Kevin can completely understand me. All right. I would like for you to make an animal handling check then. <laughs> Kevin gets it. <laughs> You're pretty sure he nodded to you at the end of the explanation. <laughs> or, she, I apologize. All right. Well, uh, this is, seems perfectly normal to me. I continue on with my my normal prepping. <laughs> All right. So yeah, as as dawn is approaching, uh, do you wake everybody up or do you let them wake up naturally? Uh, I will actually cook breakfast for everybody. So when they decide to wake up, it'll probably be due to the smell of fresh cooked food. Nice. So I'll go and root and forage and get like some you know eggs and edible berries and. You know, some edible mushrooms and shit like that. I figure that I should have a decent knowledge of what is edible and what is not in this region. Um, and then I'll cook them up some breakfast. All right. So just for the fun of it, why don't you make a survival check and we'll give you advantage on this? Yeah, you don't quite uh, get the protein you were looking for, but you can find at least some uh, some mushrooms and some berries and make you know something. Yay. So uh, the other three of you, Tallulah, Jan, or not Jan, I'm sorry, uh, Turlo and Kaylee, as morning approaches, you start to stir and you're met with the smell of a moderately decent breakfast, more than you probably were expecting out here in the middle of nowhere. 
I'm going to get up, stretch, and be like, oh, Jan, that smells wonderful. Jan, happy, you're happy. I am happy. I kind of wander over, still half asleep, clearly not a morning uh, person, and say thank you and just sit down and start eating. Delula is just going to look up very slowly and just see what's going on and close her eyes back again and rest for a little bit longer. Not sleep, but just relax. Yeah, doing that cat thing. Essentially, yes. All right, so Turlo and Kaylee, why don't the two of you make insight checks for me? Okay, uh, Kaylee, not a, not a good result. Still waiting on Turlo. You may need to explain that that's him. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I know who I am. I'm just having a hard time pulling up my character sheet right now. Uh, there it is. I saw you in, making in, test in, rolls earlier. Exactly, right? So, insight roll. Okay, yeah, Turlo. I, I, oh, you're sitting, you're sitting down, you grab a nice uh, bowl of Jan's cooking, and then it, you stop for a second, and you're like, Jan really liked those meat pies. So you just maybe second guess what his idea of good cooking is. <laughs> I'm not saying Jan didn't make an actually good meal, but you pause for a moment. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, I'm prepared to lie. Um, I'm gonna, I will, uh, take a, a big helping and not have all of it. Uh, I'm gonna try it. Uh, and I'm prepared with a deception roll. Yeah, it, it's actually fine. How is it? But, yeah, okay, it, it's good. okay. Like, it, it's kind of hard to screw up mushrooms and berries. <laughs> yeah, this is really good. Good job, man. Uh, good job, friend. Good job. I, Jan just gives you a thumbs up and goes back to eating. <laughs> I, I will give a thumbs up to to everybody else. Right, so as you guys are eating breakfast, the, the sun is, you know, rising above the horizon. And when you guys were uh, bedding down for the night, like, you know, it was starting to get dark and gloomy. So you didn't have quite a great view of the surrounding area. But now that things are brightening up, Jan especially, you notice... To the south, things aren't quite as bright as you would expect. Uh, I mean, obviously there's light, but the green is not as vibrant as the rest of the forest. You definitely feel like you may be getting closer to your quarry. This is the direction it was heading to, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. It was heading south. Uh, Jan, uh, I think it went that way. We, we should go. Lead the way. All right, so, so like, already. yeah, we'll you, break. I'll break camp down, and once everybody's ready, I'll start heading off in the direction. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Uh, Tallulah, did you want to grab a bite to eat? Or? That's what I was going to say. She's just going to slowly get up, and she doesn't really have anything to pack because she just slept normal and uh, look at what's left over from what was eaten from the rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you all get a, a nice meal to start your day. Pack up camp. I'm sure, you're able to properly tend to the cook fire and all those things. No problem. And you set off back on your trail. Okay. So what is our uh, arrangement here for the party? Uh, I'll, I'll probably be the one leading. Mm -hmm. uh, Tallulah, are you still uh, sticking to the trees like you were before? That's what I was going to ask you. Are we in a clearing or are we still in a fort? Oh, Jesus, Marty, what the fuck you did? <laughs> uh, that wasn't me. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> what the shit? 
<laughs> Sushi's muted. Nothing came out of uh, Vince's mic, and Roger was talking. So you can actually see the green appear over your name if you're wondering if it's you. <laughs> All right, are we in a clearing or are we still in a, a pseudo forest where I could do that? Uh, you're, you're still definitely in the forest. You just found you know a small clearing where you could make camp, but there's still plenty of trees to be found. Then I'm gonna keep doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Although as you travel, you do notice that, especially since you're up on the branches, the trees are looking somewhat less healthy than they were before. Like the branches aren't quite supporting your weight the same way they did, but it's still safe to travel. I'm going to relay that information to Jan. Yeah, Jan, thanks you. Was, was aware, but thank you. I, um, I overhear it, and in my concern for her, kind of hang back in case I'm worried that she falls or anything. Okay. <laughs> that was me, <laughs> not, not Tallulah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Turlo, you're just kind of following along as well yeah i'll take up the rear all right so yeah the day starts to pass uh you again things get gloomier and drearier despite the fact that the sun is you know starting to move high overhead and probably late morning let's say uh tulula from up in the tree like you you kind of like lose your footing like you trip over a vine as you're up there. Are there any other vines or is this unusual? I mean, it, they've been around just, you know, for some reason, maybe you uh, lost concentration or, you know, the, the branch shifted it in unexpected ways. So you actually stumble a bit and kind of face plant onto one of the branches. <laughs> okay. If you'd like, you can, you, you can make a dexterity saving throw to make it look decent. Cause that's fucking important. Hold on a second. Yeah. Where's on oh, there? It is. Uh, it, you'd give it your best. I meant to do that uh, approach, but I don't think it's terribly convincing. Doesn't have to be. <laughs> That's fine. Do I? I'm gonna look back and look. Did I and see if I actually myself lost my footing, or if there's more of the corruption here, and it's it's gonna make it harder for me moving forward in the trees. Well, yeah. As as you look back to see exactly what happened, you actually notice like the vine is wrapped around your ankle. Like it, you didn't just trip over it. And at that same point, uh, Turlo, the same thing happens to you. So go ahead and make your dexterity saving throw. Dex saving throw. Yeah. You're a little more nimble about it. Like you kind of like, he's not in a fucking tree. Yeah. (laughs) Plus the dexterity is kind of his thing. (laughs) Sure. Shit. Intelligence. You drop down to one knee, but manage to maintain uh, most of your balance. But then next one I'm going to need is for all of you to roll initiative. As the vines wrapped around your ankles actually start to rise up and take on a humanoid shape. There we go. Oh, nice initiative rolls from everybody. Not nice enough. You motherfucker. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, Tallulah from up in the tree, uh, the, the shape that has uh, reached out and grabbed you will uh, reach out with another one of its viney hands and just try to, you know, wrap it around your neck. And unfortunately, uh, not quite good enough there. And then Turlo, the one uh, that did the same to you, won't do much the same. And completely ineffectively, however. (laughs) 
So that will bring us to uh, Kaylee, you're next. So what you see is uh, Tallulah up in a tree, uh, grappling with some vines, and uh, Turlo, much the same down below. Um, I yell, Druid, stop, and grab my weapon and go uh, to try and free them. Okay, which one are you going to try and go for? Uh, Tallulah. Okay. So Tallulah's up in a tree, unfortunately. Uh, It's not terribly high up. Um, You can make an athletics check. I'd say on a uh, 14 or higher, you're able to get up there all in one turn. Before she does that, if I see the vine, am I able to actually somewhat follow it to see if it's following a path, say, down the tree or whatever, where she could get to it from down there? Uh, That's certainly something you can try to do on your turn. Okay, sorry. Unfortunately, like, this all happens, like, in an instant, so you're not quite able to... All right, so what what I'll say there, Kaylee, is you're actually able to, like, climb up to Tallulah's branch, but you don't quite... Like, it takes, essentially, all of your action for this turn, so you're not able to try to attack the beast. Okay. All right, but Tallulah, it is your turn next. Okay, how thick are these vines? I mean, varying... uh, Okay. Think of it Let me similar rephrase. to like a, a human's bone structure, you know, thicker in the center, tapering down to, you know, what appear to be fingers and toes and whatnot. Fingers and... I thought this was a vine, you said. It was a vine, and it rose up to take on a humanoid shape. So, it, oh, okay. But it still has vines, clearly, if it's holding on to me with one of them. Yes, yes. Okay, the vine that's actually holding on to me, looking at it in terms of, say, a snake comparison... What kind of thickness am I looking at? Uh, the, the the actual, again, like you can essentially think of it as like the part that's grasping you is about the size of what would be a human's fingers. That's it? So it's like a hand on my ankle. Yeah, and that is it. And it, it, it grows larger as it goes up the arm and into the central body where it becomes like a tangled mass of vines. Okay, well, I'm just going to use my dagger and try to slice through the part right below that's thin right below my mm-hmm. my foot. Well, also, like it, it's let go of your foot at this point, so it's not holding on to you. Oh, so I'm not even being held in place anymore. Yeah, it was. It just tripped you up, and then when it rose up, I, I'm sorry, I forgot to uh, <laughs> specify that. Yeah, sorry, Kaylee, you came up for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Valor. <laughs> Okay, well, in that case, then I... Hold on a second here. I need to look at my spells real quickly. What ranged magic spell do I have that I could send down? I don't have one, do I? Well, I, unfortunately, I, I will point out in this uh, scenario, since, you know, it's not holding on to you, but it's still kind of threatening your presence, any ranged spells you use, like, you're going to have disadvantage with any attacks. Although, I don't think you actually have any ranged spell attacks. You took a lot of support stuff. Yeah, I've got a crossbow. Well, that would also be at disadvantage because it's kind of hard to shoot something with a crossbow when it's up in your grill. Okay. So there's literally nothing close to me then that I can attack. I'm going to have no, no, to. It's, it, it, it's right it's up right on you. you. It's yeah. just not holding on to you. Oh, see, sorry. I'm having a hard time picturing what you're, you're laying down in front of me here. It, it, I, I thought that it was to... on the ground. I didn't think it was on the branch. No, it, it's, it's still up there with you. Fair enough. Okay, attack. I'm going to just use my uh, my dagger as the strongest. So yeah, I think that would be your best 
option at the moment. So, yeah, I'm just going to attack with the dagger then. All right. Click your dagger on the character sheet. Yeah, you strike it and you deal it uh, a fair amount of damage. Was there anything else you wanted to try and do with your turn? I thought that was it. I only get to do one thing, do I not? Well, I mean, there's other options, but none of them are very good. You could try to run away, but it would be able to take a swipe at you as you go. No, I'm clearly, Kaylee came up to help. I'm going to stay up there with her and take this thing down. Mm -hmm. So I'm done. All right. So, uh, Jan, you're up next. What are we going to do? I assume that there is tons of, like, branches and stuff that have fallen kind of to the ground around here ish yeah there's, there's plenty of undergrowth and detritus yeah oh well, i just want to grab one that's roughly club shaped mm-hmm. and i will be using my bonus action to cast shillelagh and then i will be taking a swing at the one on turlo all right uh let's do that then uh for sake of simplicity because i get to use my spell casting bonus as opposed to my strength mm-hmm. or dexterity uh, I'm going to roll the scimitar, but it's just whatever I roll is at an additional plus one because I get to use a four instead of a three. I thought I gave you a shillelagh roll on your character sheet. You did not. You gave me the spell. Interesting. See? I remember. That's right. I fixed your magic stone, but I didn't fix that in a shillelagh. That's fine. Could, yeah. So it'll be a 13. That's fine. Uh, 13, yeah, is is enough to, to strike the enemy. And... It's D8 Is it also damage. a plus one on the damage? Uh, it's a D8 damage. Let me take over your character sheet real quick. And I Go for it. That ends fast. Wisdom. And it's 1D8 plus wisdom modifier, correct? Correct. All right, and then you can just kind of fill in the rest of it. Yeah, that's fine. It's already in the window. Okay, so a total of nine damage, and that I'm assuming that's the one uh, on the ground level. That's one on Turlo, yeah. Yeah, all right. All right, anything else? I think that kind of was all of your available that's actions. literally all my actions, yeah. Yep. All right, so uh, I actually got Turlo and Tallulah mixed up, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, Turlo, it's your turn. I will uh, uh, draw my uh, repair, and then just where um, Jan hit it, I'm going to uh, pierce it a couple different times, like a couple quick lunges. Because... Mm-hmm. Um, going to be the best, but whatevs. All right. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you... It, it wouldn't, you know, strike you as terribly effective to poke at a mass of plants with a sharp, you know, object, but somewhere in there, yeah, you, you hit something vital. Yes! And uh, you will also be getting your sneak attack bonus on that because Jan is within five feet of the enemy. And you can roll sneak attack twice because it was a crit. <laughs> Excellent. A wonderful. <laughs> All right. It's good to know that I roll digitally as well as I roll in real life. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a total of 16 damage. That's a heck of a lot of damage for an attack at level one. Only it was enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, honestly, between the two of us doing, what is that, 18, 22, 25 points of damage in one round, mm-hmm. that's pretty friggin' good. That is. <laughs> and after this battle, I'll tell you how much HP that thing had. But, uh, yeah, so unfortunately, it's not quite enough to put the beast down, and it did not like that, so it's going to lash out back at you, Turlo, once again. Uh, that will hit. Uh, so you take six damage. 
And since you are definitely a large or smaller target, you're actually uh, grappled by it. Uh, you can attempt to escape that on your next turn in lieu of attacking. Uh, and yeah, so like it, 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 the, it reaches out with its viney hand and like, yeah, it wraps the tendrils around your throats and like it starts to grow and twist around and cut off your air. Yeah, I'll, I'll yelp. <laughs> like, oh! <laughs> and Tallulah up in the tree, once again, you're getting much of the same. Uh, but not quite as effectively as it was down at ground level. <laughs> it's it's a little maybe thrown off by your cat-like anatomy. Good. Let it be. So <laughs> did I actually take any damage there? No, it didn't hit you. Oh, okay. Your armor class is a... Uh, where are we here? 14, and it only rolled a 10. Awesome. All right. So, uh, Kaylee, you're up. This thing is in front of you. Your sword is ready to go. Do the thing that you do. Um, I just want to scream and <laughs> swing hard and fast. I mean, screaming is important. Yeah. You are my hero. <laughs> you know, builds that chi, you know. I chai. completely so. understand. <laughs> <laughs> So do I need to hit my greatsword? That's exactly what you need to do. No, you need to scream first. <laughs> we need Unfortunately, this. there's no roll for to... scream. <laughs> I want to hear. I want that feral scream and just a little away from your mic. No, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Are you sure? Yeah. I mean, it's an option. No. I mean, was it going to help? Like, will it be a buff? Oh, make it help. Make it help. <laughs> I, I, it would help, but the 12 was enough. Okay, you know what? I had to say it. Bastard. But for future reference. <laughs> so, yes, you, you cleave off a large portion of the of this plant mass. Like, you know, it, part of its, you know, upper right torso just kind of falls away into a lump of dead vines. Uh, but it's still up and kicking. So, Tallulah, your turn. Okay, well. I'm going to correct me if I'm wrong here, but my strongest attack is, in fact, my dagger attack, right? Or the crossbow. Uh, It's going to be your most effective attack at this point. Okay. Uh, Your crossbow would do more damage, but like I said, it's not very effective in melee range. Gotcha. Okay. Well, dagger it is then. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's just a small knife. It's not doing a great deal, but it is having an effect. So there is that. If, and I'm saying big, big fucking if, but if it makes a difference, would I be able to say that I'm trying to target joints to make it more effective? I'd say that's, you know, again, how it's being effective in the first place. You know, we kind of, the numbers that the numbers that we're rolling on the dice are just, you know, numbers and we can kind of look at it any way we want. So yeah, it, if you roll an ineffective attack, we can in the fiction, you know, say, oh, you, you, you obviously you hit something that's straight in front of you. You just don't hurt, hit anything important. Right. But on a hit that deals damage, yeah, you, you manage to, you know, lop off a, a finger or something that that's actually important to the structure of this beast. That'll be the end of my turn. All right. Yawn, you're up. Yep. I'm going to take another swing at the one on Turlo, see if I can finish putting it down. Yeah, it is certainly effective enough to remove its last hit point. And uh, the the pile of leaves that and vines and other plant matter that it was wrapped around Turlo's throat, like just as his face is turning a very interesting shade of red, 
uh, it just kind of loses its cohesion and falls limp to the ground, just a pile of unmoving plant matter so, at this point. Out of curiosity, because I want to make this as awkward as possible, is Turlo like on his like knees or anything like that? that that's kind of up to Turlo. I'm asking. Marty, what's your character doing Like now that I've freed you from this this thing? I think, like, you know, he's getting to his knees to try to, you know, get some purchase to move up. So, yes, let's make this as awkward as possible. I immediately take my glove off and, like, gently caress where the vine was around your neck and then just pat you on the head. (laughs) You're good. (sighs) That's awesome. Hot. That's hot. Jan suddenly has letters AU in head. (laughs) Turlo's going to look over to Kaylee and scrunch her nose in a disgusted fashion. I giggle (laughs) and look away. It occurs to you. I mean, there's still an active enemy in front of you. Giggling might not be the greatest. (laughs) Hey, you got to have your fun where you can get it. Worth it. Uh, But Turlo, freed from... uh, your constraint, uh, you, uh, it's your turn next. Can I move? Uh, it's within moving and attack distance. Um, you would have to kind of make the same roll Kaylee did, although for you, uh, acrobatics might be a better option. Could always I fire will. into melee. <laughs> I mean, thought, thought about it. That's for that's for Shadowrun. That is not for DND. Um, I will. I'll make an acrobatics check. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, much like Kaylee, you're able to get up there. But it, as you get up there, it also occurs to you there is now two, you know, humanoid, human-sized creatures and this plant thing occupying a branch on a tree. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere for you to go right now. After Turlo gets up in the branches, you can look over and see Jan is taking a piece of bark and a charcoal stick and written a number three on it and is holding it above his head. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, so... Faced with uh, this large number of foes before it, uh, the the vine creature that had had a large portion, again, of its biomass hewn off by Kaylee's greatsword, it, it will start to regrow and now focus on what it feels is the greater threat. And like as it regrows that part of its arm, it shoots out and, and tries to choke you, Kaylee. Uh, but a 13 is not going to be enough for the heavily armored paladin. So it's time to mop this thing up. Uh, Kaylee, you're up next. You get a counterattack on this guy. Okay. And can I just use my greatsword again or? Absolutely. Okay. I'll swing mm-hmm. again. Um, will a yell help? <laughs> it certainly would in this scenario. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Looking at the numbers you rolled on those dice. <laughs> All right. Um, I really don't want to do this. Um, I, you don't have to. No, but I need to because that was pretty pathetic. It will be cathartic. You will feel good after you've done You'll feel <laughs> empowered and a strong woman. So. You will. Trust me. <laughs> okay, so I... Uh, take my great sword and I just uh, pull it back and yell blah. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Tallulah's life hangs in it. the balance. You gotta work yeah. for it. Jan, what oh, are you scoring I... that one? 
He has placed a negative in front of the three. <laughs> his head. All right, all right. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Ah, uh, there. Oh my god. That's a. Hey. That's you know. Okay, you know you you tried. Lula, it's your turn. <laughs> I crap louder than that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to... Um, I, actually, before I do anything, is it appearing... I'm not asking for numbers, but is it appearing like mm-hmm. it's really swaying and it's not going to need many more attacks? Or does it look like it still has a lot of life, some life left and enough to really do a lot of damage if we aren't careful? Mm. Yeah, well, like I said, as I said, as you guys are hacking away at it, like parts of it are falling off. And while it's able to regrow, it's, you know, not able to summon more mass. So it's starting to look a little spindly at this point. Okay. Well, then I'm just going to hit it with the dagger. Give me one second. You absolutely are going to hit it with the dagger. And unfortunately, it's not quite enough to put the thing down, but it's it's clear y'all, clearly on its last legs. It's all on you, Jan. Yeah, Jan? What, what, what's your plan here? I mean... I'm not really good at the whole climbing thing. Mm-hmm. So this seems very ungood. How far away off the ground is it? I mean, it's a slingshot. <laughs> it's a, a, you know, 15 feet. Pick up a rock off the ground. <laughs> I, that, that's something Jan happens to be very good at. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I, I will. I'll put the shillelagh down. I'll drop it. So it goes back to being just a regular club. Uh, grab a handful of stones and do uh, lick my finger. Hold it up to the wind. <laughs> Take one of the stones in, get my quarterback stance going, and chuck it up. Oh, for fuck's sake. So what you see, <laughs> everybody up at the tree, is, yeah, the dwarf go through this weird little ritual and just throw a stone straight through where the head would be on, you know, if this was a flesh and blood creature. And as it bursts through the other side, it just falls apart <laughs> vines you know fall off the branch down to the ground below and i just wave like i'm just sitting there like hi huh <laughs> Tallulah's gonna lick her paw and kind of flick some of the dead branches and shit off of her fur <laughs> and it's at this point you will notice that jan is putting down a glowing pile of rocks down next to him in a nice little neat little pyramid type thing and then they you know go from being brightly lit with this glowing green light to regular rocks again now i think i know what these were does yon under does yon know what they are uh well make a nature roll and let's see like you're able to figure out to the most part just you know what degree yeah these are uh things you've heard of yeah yeah uh yeah they're they're commonly referred to as vine blights uh, that definitely it's, you know, plant life that has been twisted by some sort of uh, dark magic, either, you know, naturally or from an outside source to uh, have a modicum of life and intelligence. But essentially, they're treated as sentries. Uh, so and you're able to, to realize that, you know, you're definitely getting close and to the point where the tree you're after is set up defenses. It, it, it yeah. wants to be left alone. Uh, because I can and because it's something my character would do, like the vine mass that was on the ground, I'll kind of like bunch it all up 
and I'll use Druidcraft to make a nice, pretty flower grow out of the ugly mass that was this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of like, like a "Hey, Jan was here" type thing, and be like, and I will convey to the rest of the party, uh, we, um, vine creatures, uh, um, blights, um, sentries. We we are close. Everybody okay? And he'll just like weirdly touch Turlo a little bit and just be like, are you okay? Um, no, but you can stop touching me. We're, well, it'll, it'll pass. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you actually took damage. Did you actually take damage? Oh yeah, I took, I took six points out of, so I, I took like two thirds of my hit points. Uh, then I will cast Cure Wounds on you. Awesome. Okay, I thought that was part of it. While they're doing that, I'm going mm-hmm. to um, hop down. No sense staying up in the branches anymore. And I'll offer go. a hand Perfect. up to Kaylee to help her down. Oh, Turlo's on his own. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, we could actually make like a cure wounds like in your attack rolls for you too. Yeah, I just forgot to do it. I just accidentally hit the thing. I, 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 I thought it, the, box. the character sheets did that automatically. Did you like copy over the cure wounds from the the compendium or did you like put it in yourself? I did it all manually. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Okay. I say like when you use like the built-in parts of the character sheet, it would have automatically made something. Yeah, for you it's there. fine. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. We made it through. So I'm sorry, back to Tallulah and Kaylee. I missed that little moment. Doesn't matter. We're on the ground. <laughs> well, I ask if you're okay and make sure that you took no damage. No, it all bounced off of me, right, Vince? Yeah, if you I managed to avoid it. Yeah. yeah. I am well, thank you. All right. Uh, what's the plan going forward now? Wait, no, well, no, a little no. more a little more alert and defensive maybe, but continue on where we think this, or where I think this thing is. And, and Tulula, are you uh, sticking to the ground level now? I or? will now, yeah. Okay. All right, so uh, some more time passes. As, as you're going through, the trees become to look more and more sickly. Uh, very little like green matter to be found. Like it, it's, it's almost as if, you know, they appear to be dying. Like there's the leaves are falling off the, the undergrowth and the bushes are, are very sickly and, you know, more sticks than leaves at this point. Even the, the, the ground has lost its color, the dirt, like it's, it's becoming fallow and gray instead of, you know, brown and rich and vibrant like it should be. So you, you will notice that Jan is, uh, getting quieter as we go along through this area and is probably shaking a little bit. He is, he is not happy, not happy, sad, frustrated, disappointed, angry. Yes. All of the above. Gotcha. I'm starting to kind of go over my mind, like what we could be facing. So I'm kind of curious and maybe start asking questions of he knows what we will be walking into and trying to gather any information about it. Jan don't know specific, but spirit of tree, not itself carrying with it. This and he points all like the dead things. How do we, how do we cure it? Do we have to kill it or is there something else we can do? From Earth born, from Earth must return. Um, Jan doesn't know for sure, 
but fire usually good for wood. Okay. How far is the... How far could we expect this to actually pro- project itself outward from the infected tree? Could the entire island eventually become um, infected, or is it just that it follows in a radius outside of the tree? Jan, don't know. Okay. Jan, Jan it, it like toothache. It, it hurt like all sorts of mules kicking in head, but when removed, everything go better again. It, it may be similar to that. Jan, not sure. We will have to find out, and Jan will do his best to make sure that Island does does not die. Island home. Uh, narrator, are we seeing any tracks anywhere from this thing walking around? Uh, it, it's much like the the way through here. I, it you know deep rents in the ground where you've come to realize it's you know walking on its roots essentially yeah. and tearing up the ground below it. Especially you know here, it, it's definitely very easy to follow. <laughs> a, a, a trail. Uh, although Tallulah, uh, if you'd like, you can make an Arcana check. Mm. Uh, you're just pretty much in agreement with Yon. Put it that way. Okay. I thought eleven was a good roll. Eleven's a decent roll, and it would have All given right. you the exact same information that Yon just told you. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but perhaps a better roll would have given you some additional insight into uh, the situation. Are we seeing any kind of wildlife at all around us? Ah, that's a good question to ask. The sounds that you have come to expect traveling through the forest, it's it's grown eerily quiet. No birds, no squirrels. The trail that we have been following, has it been pretty much steady in one direction, A to B, or with a little bit of going around shit if it needed to, or is it kind of staggering all over the place? It's been a fairly straight arrow. Out of curiosity, like, I I'm have been a druid trained in this area. Do I have an idea where this thing might be heading to go do its thing? Like, is there like a landmark or something that I might be familiar with that it might be heading to? Uh, I would say nothing to that effect, but maybe you can make an insight roll just to try and figure out generally what's going on. Uh, I, I, pretty much, it was upset that its home was, you know, wrecked, and it's just interested in getting the hell away from there, it would appear. Find a new place to set down roots. Okay. But nothing specific to to the area would stand out. Okay. I'm assuming that Tallulah's the fastest on land of the four of us, right? By far, yes. I mean, it, you're you're on the character sheet. You're all about the same speed, except for uh, Yon. But uh, Tallulah has some extra abilities. And that I would help. feline agility as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it would not be then unheard of for me to suggest that I could just quickly go scout, but not go straight up, but flank a little bit to the side so I can get a view of what is happening ahead. It's, it's an option. Okay, I'm going to suggest to the group that I'm going to do that. Be be careful. I will. Okay. I'm not super crazy about it, but yeah, be careful. 
Okay, so I'm going to take off to the side, like at a 45-degree angle kind of thing, to flank a little bit around. Do I see anything? Well, as the uh, like, as the group of you like are starting to approach the edge of the forest, you know, the the three remaining in the in the party, and uh, you, Tallulah, you know, coming around like almost as an outrider, if you will. You, you see where the forest ends. Uh, I can ping it on the map. You know, roundabout here-ish. If you guys saw that, yeah. It it comes to a cliff on the seaside and perched at the end of the cliff is a large tree, completely barren of any foliage. Roots gripping onto the rocks and sinking into the earth and it it, it almost, uh, it seems that it's not the tree taking nourishment from the earth but like you can feel and almost even see that it's, you know, infection from the tree is actually spreading into the ground beneath as, you know, clouds pass over and darken the sun and this tree just sways in the breeze. So there is no way for us to know, though, what in fact has got it in this predicament. Like there's no way that we can look at it and try to determine if there's a, a manner in which we can cure it. Yawn is your your best bet at this point, and uh, it as again, and you feel free to correct me, Yawn, but you feel the best way to cure this infection is just by removing the rot, correct? Probably. It's just one of those things where Yawn doesn't know what he's dealing with quite yet, so returning it to the earth or you know whatever in a way that it can't harm anything else seems the best option to him. Mm-hmm. Maintain balance, basically, and then. Uh, Tallulah specifically, since you know you're on the lookout for anything out of the ordinary uh, here, uh, you see like there's a large pile of like dead leaves, sort of like in front of the tree, where you know, again there's no plant life around. Like any leaves on the ground are actually being blown away by the wind, but this pile seems to be staying in place. Okay. Do me a favor, please, and kind of lay the scene out a little differently so I can picture what you mean. The tree is on the cliff edge, but planted firmly with its roots, and behind it is the pile of leaves? No, in front of it. So between you and the, well, between the party and the tree, you're a little off to the side. Is a pile of leaves. Mm -hmm. Okay, is that pile of leaf within the, the dead zone, let's call it? Yes. Okay. If I walk within the outer limits of that dead zone, like I'm uh, take a step in, do I feel any differently? No. Okay. After I've determined that, I'll take a few more steps and go towards that that pile of leaves very slowly. Is it moving? Am I seeing anything suspicious there? Uh, it appears to just be sitting still, but like I said, unmoved by the wind. So you you notice that's a little unnatural. Can the group now see me? Have they gotten to the point where they can see me? Yeah. Like I said, they, they, you're, you know, again, they, they were at the edge of the forest looking out on this as well. You were just coming at it from a different angle. So yeah, there, there's nothing around to obscure you at this point. I'm going to point to yawn and then I'm going to point to the leaves and wait to see if he sends me a hand signal or says something. And Do once, I notice the same thing with the leaves once we get there? Yeah, you, you wouldn't have on your own, but yeah, once Tallulah draws your attention to it, uh, you, you realize that there's something 
a miss there. Maybe source of agitation. Y'all know like that that pile. Did I hear that? Well, I say this out loud, yeah. No, but I don't know how far you are from me. Well, it depends on where you're saying. I would have come up right behind you. Like I have I personal space is not a thing to me. No, sorry, but we were <laughs> we were in different zones, in different areas approaching there, yeah. so that's why I don't know if is he close I mean, enough well, narrator that I heard him? I mean, if he wants to just walk up to you, yeah, that's pretty much I would perfectly allowable. Then there you go. Like I, I see it as like you turn and like draw Jan's attention to it and then focus your attention back to the pile of leaves, expecting him to like yell a response. And then like you, you give a sm- small little jump as he just talks from right behind you. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate. Um, I'll reach into my backpack. I'll pull out a torch and I will light it up using Druidcraft because yay cantrips. Um, <laughs> and because it's cool and I like doing the whole idea of like, here's a torch, snap fingers, torch is lit. Um, Jan going to burn pile of leaves now. I'm going to come with you, Jan. And uh, I'm going to hold the torch from my explorer's pack in one hand and my rapier in the other. I'll light your torch, too. <laughs> um, All right. So yeah, watch our backs, please. And he kind of just starts moving forward. Okay. What what is what is your intention here? How are you approaching this scenario? Um, this is gonna sound really weird, but Jan's gonna be like standing upright. He's not really hunched like he normally is. Um, he's got a lot more confidence in his step than he usually does. Uh, and in Dwarven, uh, he will say his intentions very clearly to the spirit of the tree as well as uh, the pile, which is, I am Yandrud, druid of this land. I am here to purge your sickness. If you are the cause of this sickness, you are no friend of ours, and you have no welcome in this land. So any of the other party members that speak Dwarven, I don't know if that's any of you. Here, I Jan, do. give a, a very rousing speech. Uh, anybody that doesn't, he's just, you know, sounds like rocks sliding around in his mouth almost. <laughs> but yes. And then- and then I will approach the pile of leaves and uh, with the, the torch in front of me and just try to light that sucker up. Okay. So as you reach out with the torch, like just before it, it makes contact with the surface of the pile, the entire pile actually jumps back a couple feet and rises up. Uh, dirt and twigs and sticks kind of falling off of its form. And, and you see what appears to be a large lizard type creature uh, overcome by plant growth. Uh, and it, it it's very disturbing because it it's obviously not natural. It's almost as if the plants have taken over this body, if you will, and then roll initiative again. Oh, wow. Everybody's ready for this fight. <laughs> Well, almost everybody. Almost everybody. <laughs> Somebody's got to bring in the rear. <laughs> and it ain't me. All right. Well, it makes perfect sense for Jan to be completely ready to go here. All right. So first thing I do is poison spray the fuck out of this thing. <laughs> All right. So it gets to make a constitution saving throw. 
DC 14. It fails miserably and takes the full brunt of that. So like when you use your poison spray, like how, how is that uh, coming about Jan? So uh, the visual semantic for it is Jan has like a handful of what looks like almost like moss. Um, and he blows through his hand uh, and it basically comes out the other side as if like eat like large spores almost of like a greenish yellowish hue. Um, and it sort of almost like an attack of pollen would be the best way to, to visually describe it. Yeah, I like that. Uh, as a quick aside, I enjoy the wizard in my uh, other game who actually treats it like the great Muda. <laughs> nice. So yeah, these spores just like, you know, the, the actual like life giving energy, if you will, of these spores just strike this beast of pure decay at this point and, and visibly damage it. Anything else you would like to do? Uh, move to engage with it because that's the only other thing I can really do. All right. So you want to get it within melee range? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I think that's a smart d- decision given whose turn is next, Turlo. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Turlo's been like watching Jan, like, holy, like, this guy's this guy's not at all who he appears to be. Uh, like, you know, nodding, like, yeah, that was a. <laughs> Turlo was impressed with the speech. Uh, but when the, the lizard pops out, he's going to, uh, you know, tumble forward and then move into position to, to stab it in the side, uh, like diagonal from, um, <clears throat> diagonal from yawn. So let's see if I can hit. No. Cannot, unfortunately. Cannot hit. And I believe that would be anything you can do with your turn. Yes. All right. Which brings us to the enemy. Uh, can I, uh, can I burn my inspiration to make you go at disadvantage? Uh, no, unfortunately. Damn. Okay. But uh, let's see here, because I'm not sure entirely which one of you it would like to attack. So we'll say we'll let the dice determine that. And the <laughs> answer is, of course, Yawn. Of course. <laughs> well, I mean, you you were the one that tried to burn it. It makes I'm sense. the one that I'm the one that challenged it. Yeah. So it's got to uh, defend its its territory here. And uh, like as it uh, rises up, like you also notice, like the bits that had been burn aw- burned away by the spores start to regrow slightly. Okay. And uh, it will lash out at you with its lizard jaws. And snap, like, right next to your ear. Like, you can smell, not the breath, but again, just the smell of rotting plant life coming off of this. And uh, in in completely not traditional Yan fashion, I just kind of shift my head a little bit, and, like, this smile just perks across my mouth, like... Oh, yeah, we're good. <laughs> All right, Tallulah, you're up. You are actually at range this time around, so you have a host of options available to you. I was thinking of using Fae Presence to see if I could charm this little thing. Uh, right here. Let's see exactly if this creature would be affected by such a thing. But it's, it's certainly something you can attempt, but I won't let you waste it if it's not going to be effective. Okay. Uh, Fae Presence. Yeah, any creature. So this is certainly a creature. All right, I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, go Wisdom Saving Throw against your Spell Save DC, and that would be... The fuck am I doing? It's not working. <laughs> I'm clicking the link, and it's, it's well, minimizing it. What am I doing? 
Well, no, you, I mean, it's posting the text of the ability yeah. into the text chat. I thought like that you, if you clicked it, though, it did it. Well, again, it's not a spell. Like, you're not... It's. It, I have to make the roll to defend against yeah, it. It's an, it's oh, an effect that you're causing. okay, okay. Gotcha, okay. But, uh, yeah, it's against a DC of 13, and it is a wisdom saving throw. Spoiler alert, plants aren't very wise. You uh, take that back. Yeah, and even then, like, on a lot of, uh, like, charm effects, it says, like, you know, if you're fighting it, it's got disadvantage, but fate presence is just that cool. So, <laughs> I mean, even with advantage disadvantage it wouldn't have mattered uh so yeah like the I, all of you notice uh what exactly do you do to to make this happen Tallulah what do you mean I mean how how are you charming this thing you know how I described in, how my in, spells in the are fiction, going off describe like, what happens oh yeah. good lord okay well it's called role playing right? I apologize I did not prep for this <laughs> <laughs> but let's just insert generic Welcome to every minute of my life basically. playing with you <laughs> all right basically hand waving bullshit and a nice pink spell comes out and heads towards it now you described this as a little lizard like creature you said but full I mean, it's not vines. little it's as big as you guys apologies sorry okay i didn't think it was quite that big okay but it's been overtaken by the vines yes does it appear that it could be saved if the vines are somehow removed from it? Uh, from your point of view, I would say not sure. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yawn would be better able to determine that, but you're not Yawn, unfortunately. <laughs> but for, from where you are and, you know, your nature magic isn't so much your forte. Uh, indetermined. How long is this thing going to be charmed by me and under my spell? so to speak. Until your next turn. Mm-hmm. So okay. when it's charmed, can he, can he tell it to do something? That's also what I was going to ask. But first I, I wanted to ask Yawn, is there anything that can be done to save this? Do you believe anything can be done to save this creature? This lizard-like creature, does it look like one of the kobolds, but bigger? I, it's entirely possible. Again, it's it, it's largely... It, uh, even a lot of its flesh is kind of sloughed off at this point, oh, yeah. so then Jan, it, it's, it's, Jan it's been overcome by decay. Yeah, Jan will be like, no. The smell of death too strong. Whatever was, is no more. Okay. How high a cliff face was it? Uh, I mean, you didn't look over the edge, but it, you can hear the ocean far below. <laughs> Jan has idea. Okay. Can you get this thing to move closer to the cliff edge? That's what I was going to do, yeah. Okay, so I will do that. Okay, so I, it, it's not exactly an intelligent creature. Let's put it that way. So like, you can't so much just tell it what to do, but uh, like it'll obey basic commands. Like if nobody attacks it, uh, you can probably try to lure it over. Okay, well, I'm going to point to the ground and it and keep walking with it until we're both at the cliff's edge. Yeah, it would definitely have to follow you. Yeah, that's not a problem. But, and I also assume you tell everybody else to lay off it for a moment. Yes, except for Yon, he knows to And then and the minute you get it to the edge, I tell you to get the fuck away. And I okay. will do that. All right, but before that, it's actually Kaylee's turn. So you see this bizarre play, like Tula like blows a kiss at the thing. and it It, it keels down and follows her to the edge of the cliffside. But you were specifically instructed not to attack it. So I slowly just start to approach 
the rest of the party, not coming across aggressive or anything, trying to be very quiet and not noticeable. Mm-hmm. And so being at that you are uh, somewhat inexperienced in the ways of D&D, uh, I, I will tell you that while probably not necessary, <laughs> a, uh, an action that you do have the option to take is to call, is uh, to uh, hold your action, or uh, I forget exactly what they call it. But essentially, like, you can say, I'm ready not going to do any, yeah, ready in action. I'm not going to do anything on this turn, but I'm watching the creature, and if it acts aggressive, I'm going to attack it. Okay, then I'll do... Like, so, so basically, like, and if that doesn't happen, then you don't attack it. Like, basically, you have until your next turn... Uh, for that specific trigger to set off. Okay. Okay. I will do that then. So, Jan, what's your master plan? Thunder wave this thing off the cliff into the salt water because it's a plant and salt water will kill it. (laughs) Okay. I mean, the fall might also (laughs) handle that, but... Yeah, but I mean, I just... So, if we let this thing stay on the land in any capacity, Jan's thinking that it might just reinfect it. But Jan also thinks that, again, salt water kills plants. And if this thing is plant-based, not only will it possibly disintegrate when it hits there, but the water should wash it away from the island more or less um, and sort of take the taint with it. So he's going to position himself in such a manner that he won't hit the tree um, and won't hit anybody else in the party. And then I will thunder wave this thing. All right. Constitution saving throw. (laughs) Not even close. Yeah. (laughs) So in addition to the damage it takes, yeah, it just goes flying off. <laughs> Tallulah, you're standing right next to it. So like you hear this loud clap of thunder. Uh, oh, yeah, so the, the the visual for it, by the way, is that uh, in Jan's hands, uh, it's almost like a Kamehameha, but it's like little flecks of green and gold lightning that he then slams his hands together to generate the force from this. Mm-hmm. And like you, you hear this loud noise, and like you can feel the 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 shockwave from it, but it doesn't, you know, a- affect you quite as physically because you're just far enough away to not be affected by it. But yeah, you see the plant thing just go flying off, and <laughs> as the two of you at least watch it down over the edge, you see it crash into the rocks, and like it falls and lays there motionless, and. uh like as the the waves come in and lap lap over it, uh, it actually washes away the uh, the vines and the rot. And yeah, you can notice there's a small red lizard uh, that was well, what's left of a small red lizard uh, just on the rocks below as the the plant matter washes away. What about the tree beside us? I don't know. What about the tree beside you? I walk over to it and see if I can touch it and kind of feel if for lack of a better term, how it's reacting to the, the removal of this presence. All right. Uh, go ahead and make a nature check and I'll give you advantage on it just for being so into things here. Yeah. It's you're not sensing anything from the tree. Really? Probably the last bit of its life force was spent to get to as far away from the forest as it was physically capable. So, um, Jan will look very forlorn and sad and you'll see like a a couple tears drop from his eye. And, um, 
Jan will just turn to party and say, tree, no more. Must return to earth. And so with that, I will um, start a little, start gathering dried twigs and stuff like that to kindle a fire and let this thing burn back down to ash so that it can rejoin the earth as the earth regrows. And obviously we're all going to be helping. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, of course. And I think that's a great shot to end the episode on. Like as the sun is starting to descend below the horizon, this large uh, bonfire at the edge of the cliff, the four of you standing side by side, looking at it silently, contemplating it in your various ways. And Jan will actually go up to Kaylee and just kind of like, even though she's not a toucher, just kind of like hug and like bury his head into her belly and just like cry. Because he can't let it not be awkward. (laughs) (laughs) She's through, through their adventures. She's grown to respect this dwarf and his druid ways. So, and she knows that he is extra sensitive. So, she lets him cry, and then when he's done, she pushes him away and walks away. <laughs> yep. I, 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 I definitely see that because, especially in this adventure and even previously, Jan has proven himself to be quite the tiny little badass. Indeed. Very and, much so. I'm at the point where it's just like, send Jan in. We'll just wait here. <laughs> <laughs> Beneath the hippie exterior beats the heart of a fierce warrior. He's a dwarf! All right, and that's where we're going to wrap things up here. So thank you very much for joining us for this episode of For the Lore Plays Dungeons and Dragons. Thank you so much to my players. That was a fantastic session, both mechanically and RP-wise. So as a reward to all of you for this fantastic quest that has been completed, you all have now reached level two. Woohoo! One step closer to talking to Kevin. (laughs) Marty and Joe, I, uh, I know... I'm at least fairly certain the two of you can handle that on your own. Roger and Sushi, we'll talk later. We've got six weeks to figure this out. Yep. But uh, thank you very much to our listeners for joining us on this adventure. You can follow more of our adventures, including our Tales from the Loop 80s role-playing game. And in two weeks, we are getting back to the Shadowrun groove, which I am super hyped for. (laughs) You can find all of that on ForTheLore.com or follow our feed on Twitter at ForTheLore. You can find us all individually. Sushi is at Sushi... I'm sorry. Sushi Geisha. Uh, Joe is at LoaderZJ. Marty is at Officer Gleason. Roger is at Zen Buddhist. And you can find me at Samodian. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you for more Dungeons & Dragons in another six weeks. Thank you for listening to For the Lore. If you'd like to hear more from the guys, check out Popcorn Ronin with Roger and Vince, a movie, TV, and anime podcast, as well as Lore Watch, a Blizzard lore podcast co-starring Joe. And if you're into comic books, check out All Comics Considered with Marty and his crew.